Praise God, praise God. Welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. Pastor Mike here. Let's go to prayer. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, O Lord God, I just praise you and just magnify thy most wondrous name, O Lord God. We thank you for this day that you have made, O Lord, for we shall rejoice and be oh so glad in it, O Lord God. I have a simple prayer, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, that you would just open our eyes that we may see, open our ears that we may hear, and open our hearts so that we may understand your word here today, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord God, I pray that Holy Spirit will minister to every single listener that would be here today, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. Touch them, O Lord God, in your own special way. We praise you, Lord. We magnify thy name. I give this time and this space entirely over to you. Take it where you will for your honor and your glory and your praise. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Welcome to Genesis 1 again, I say. And I just wanted to start by saying that I'm sure many of you realize that more and more people are just simply wondering and saying, what's going on in the world today? There's so much going on around us every single day. We hear the news, or whether it be TV, online, or newspaper, or whatever. But uh, we hear that what's going on around the country and around the world. Uh, there's senseless crime going on in the streets. Uh, it's just, just this heinous things. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a product of the 60s, and uh, I grew up in the 60s, put it like that. And... Um, Never has it been like this before with crime, unprecedented crime in broad daylight, senseless things that are going on, robbery, uh, assaults and rapes and things like that. It's just in incredible. The economy is wrecked. Uh, we have strange weather patterns going on. You know, we have tornadoes and things happening in states and parts of the country that never happened before. It just seems to be like there's just chaos going on. Uh, our freedom, free speech is, is, is being threatened. Uh, 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 Christianity is, is being threatened. Uh, uh, we can no longer just speak freely without someone or some group saying that we're, we're saying and doing the wrong things. You know, uh, things that were, were, were deemed right before are, are, are now deemed wrong. Things that are deemed wrong now are seem to be right, and it's, it's more and more and more acceptable. Uh, children are under attack uh, uh, physically in the schools. We see the shootings and things that are going on, uh, going on around us. So children are under attack that way. Children are, are under physical attack in the schools, and they're also under attack as far as their minds are concerned. There's a battle for the minds of the children. We see what's being taught in some of these schools today. And I say to you, if you're a child of God especially, even if you're not born again yet and you don't yet know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, hopefully by the end of this message you will have decided to accept Jesus Christ, ask him to come into your life. But uh, if you don't know Jesus yet, uh, you need to need to listen to what's going on in those schools. Pay attention. Uh, go to the meetings. Uh, look at your children's homework. Look at what kind of books they're reading because there is an outward attack on our children today because they know that the children are, are indeed our future. 
Okay, they even talk about there saying that us parents, we parents, we don't have the right to, to have a say-so in terms of what they're being taught in school, what they're learning. They're saying that the children are raised by the community and everything. Now, I know when I was coming up, our, you know, our next-door neighbor, you know, or, or even, the, even the policeman on the, on the uh, beat there, you know, they, they knew my dad and mom and so forth, they knew me, and if I was doing something I shouldn't have been doing, they would call me out by name and say, Michael, does your dad or your mom know that you're over here doing this, that, and the other, you know? And, and neighbors, you know, we kind of chimed in in terms of uh, 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 correcting children if we saw them out in the street and amongst us doing something wrong. But the responsibility still was with the parents, was with the parents. But that's being trying to be co-opted away from, from us today. You know, so what's going on? You know, what's going on in the world? People, children are very, very important. You, you know, even, even, even people are, uh, in the world uh, value their children and so forth. And they say that, uh, uh, there was it, um, uh, JFK pointed out the, the importance of children in our lives and so forth like that. Uh, John F. Kennedy said, children, children are the world's most valuable resource and its best hope for the future. That was JFK. Uh, Walt Disney, the creator Walt Disney. I'm not talking about Walt Disney today as it is. Talking about the creator Walt Disney actually said our greatest national resource is the minds of our children. Okay, okay, and and the word of God, of course, speaks uh, speaks on the children, uh, speaks on children. We'll see that in a moment, you know. But the thing is that that where is it that we must be going? Where are we headed? You know, you know. What what, what are some of the signs that we see happening today? You know, where things are just so going on, and that society just seems to be pushing pushing God more and more out of the picture. Okay, that's the problem. Society is pushing God out of the picture. Okay, and we know that what can happen if society continues to try to push God out of the picture, the word of God speaks on that also. Okay, all right. They want God out of the schools, try to get God out of the Pledge of Allegiance. Uh, many, many um, uh, civic organizations now that used to start off in prayer, they have, have outlawed or outruled uh, opening their meetings and things in prayer, their sessions in prayer, so they're trying to push God out. Okay, and the word of God speaks on that. Our country needs attention. Our country is heading in the wrong direction. The world is heading in the wrong direction. Let's see what the Word of God, see what the Word of God has to say about that. Turn in your Bibles to Second Chronicles, Second Chronicles seven. Now is a good time to say that if you don't have your Bible, hit pause and run and get your Bible and come back and join us so you can take notes and read along with us. Second Chronicles uh, chapter seven, verse number twelve. And the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said unto him, I have heard thy prayer and have chosen this place to myself for a house of sacrifice. If I shut up heaven that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, if my people, which are called by my name, underlined on that, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land, and I will heal their land, okay? So the operative verse, obviously, is verse number 14. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I heal them from heaven, and I will forgive their sins, and I will heal their land. Well, our land certainly needs to be healed. We need to return to God. The Bible gives us rules and laws for government, and it's, it's proven that man simply cannot give him, govern himself. 
Okay, all throughout biblical history we see that. And even if you don't look at the biblical history, you look at the secular history, you'll see that there's always been, been people that were against each other. There was always fighting going on. There was always fighting over land, over food or something. Okay, if we follow God's rules and follow his commandments, there's more than enough for everyone. There's more than enough for everyone on this planet Earth, but it's just that there are pockets of greed pockets of governments that want to have things for themselves, you know, so we see that today. But God said that if you will turn from your evil ways and pray and seek my face, this country and this world needs to return to God by praying and seeking out God's face. We need to pray for them in terms of what's happening with the with the children out there today, especially I me. Mean, my heart goes out because I have grandchildren, you know, and, 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 and thank God my, my grandchildren are in, are in good Christian schools. And, and, and so a lot of the stuff that the government uh, is trying to force on the school system, thank God, um, uh, they're, they're being exempt from, you know, it's, it's not touching them. But I, I still tell, tell my children to watch carefully over even what's being taught because there's a concentrated effort by the enemy to seize the children and to get that thinking, get their thinking in line with the perversive thought that's out there today. Okay, we don't need our children at these young and tender ages to be learning the things that they're learning. Okay, so we need to watch them and make sure that our children are guided to Jesus. Amen. Let's turn in our Bibles to Matthew 19. Matthew 19, praise the living God. Matthew chapter 19, and we're going to start with verse number 13. Praise God. 19. Matthew 19, verse 13. Then they were brought unto him little children, that he should put his hands on them and pray. And the disciples rebuked them. But Jesus said, Suffer the little children, and forbid them not to come unto me, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. Okay? Suffer the little children. Suffer in, in biblical language, this old language, it means allow. In other words, allow the little children to come unto me. Forbid them not to come unto me. Of such is the kingdom of heaven. So right there we see that, that, that the children, the children, the children are hold a very important place in the Lord's heart. Okay? That alone, that alone is reason for Satan to be on the attack for our children because Satan knows that God, that children hold a very special place in God's heart. Plus, like I said before, they are our future. And if our children can be twisted and perverted and to believe some of the things they're trying to teach our children today, then what hope is there for our future? Okay, what hope is there for our future in this country, in this world for that matter? Okay, so Jesus said to allow the little children to come unto him. Okay, and so that's what we, we as parents need to make sure that we're doing, that we are allowing our children to come to him. Amen. Amen. The devil knows that the children are very important, as I said before, and he's trying to pervert and to twist them. Introducing them to godless ways of life by destroying the God-based family unit. That's another ploy that's out there of the enemy to, 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 to get his way, you know, to, to, to overcome mankind and have people, people basically bowing down to him, okay, in his, in his pernicious ways, all right? And if we start falling prey, we start falling victim, we start following some of the things that are being espoused out there today, that's exactly what we're doing. We're bowing down to Satan instead of honoring God and looking up to God and following his ways. Amen. Amen. So we need to make sure that we're looking at what God is telling us to do. Okay. At all costs, we must pray for protect, pray for and, and, and pray for protection for our children. All right. But with all of this stuff that's going on in, in the world, you know, and just on the family unit for, for a moment there. One of the most critical things, you know, and again, you know, I came up in, in the 60s and, and 70s and and back then I noticed, you know, that there were very few uh, 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 one one parent homes, okay, 
Um, nowadays, now I'm not I'm not pinging on anyone that that has to work for a living. I'm I'm not saying that at all. But now we need to make sure that our family unit is staying as closely together as possible. If we do have one parent that is out of the house working, or two parents that are out of the house working, I should say, two parents. Uh, sometimes it's a little bit difficult to make sure that that family unit is held together. But we need to make sure at all costs. You know, if we are are in a position here where where where, where we do have two parents out working and so on like that, God. Bless you, and I pray that you will continue to prosper and so on. But what I'm just saying is that we just need to make sure that our family unit, as far as relationships are concerned, as far as God in the home is concerned, as far as, as our church life, as far as our worship life, we need to make sure that the family unit is held together. Because if you read between the lines and see what is going on today, there's a concentrated effort by the enemy to split up the family unit, okay? To say that you are not in charge, you don't have to say what God wants to do. A men of this, women of this, there's always something that if they had their way would have us at, have the sexes at, at each other's throats. Okay, so we need to make sure that we're looking at our family unit as a whole. Dads be dads, moms be moms, be there and do what the raise your children in line with the word of God. It's very, very important, okay, because that is indeed our weakest point. Okay, it's one of our weakest points and so on, okay? So, so we need to make sure that as we're going forth today, you know, and I'm saying that amongst all of this that's going on, Okay, you don't know who to believe today, depending on where, where you're getting your news sources from. And I, I hope you're praying about where you're getting your news sources from. Praying and let Holy Spirit guide you in terms of what is truth and what is not truth, because there is so much out there that is not truth, that is non-truth. It isn't funny. You know, we need to pray that we have discernment. Okay, and I pray in the name of Jesus that every listener out there, I pray, oh Lord God, that your spirit of discernment would descend upon them all. Holy Spirit, give them a fresh anointing of discernment so they can separate truth from fiction. Oh Lord God, and I pray in the name of Jesus. And you need to make sure that you're listening. You're listening with a discerning heart, a discerning spirit in terms of what's being said to you, because all things are just just going 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 awry here. You know, and more and more of us, you know, even us Christians, feel that there's something happening. But I say you today though let not your heart be troubled okay let not your heart be troubled okay do not worry god is here god is in charge and if we keep our eyes focused on him we will be okay all right and again back to the word of god let's go to john 14 john chapter 14 praise god let not your heart be troubled that's the title of today's today's message let not your heart be troubled john 14 verse verse number one Praise God, John 14, verse number one. Praise God, okay? And right off the bat, what does chapter 14, verse one say? Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in me. Believe you in me. Believe in God. Believe also in me. All right, reading it again. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. All right? So first of all, the word of God here is saying, don't let your hearts be troubled. In spite of what's going out there, we just make sure we continue to believe in God and believe in Jesus Christ, okay? That is, that is of prime importance. You know, after you hear that news at the end of the day or before you go to bed or in the morning or whatever, don't go to work. Don't start your day with a troubled heart. Don't go to bed with a troubled heart. Simply believe, and that's the key. We have to make sure that we believe at all times. He goes on to say in verse number two, In my Father's house are many uh, mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And whither I go, you know, and the way you know. He continues in and says, verse number five, 
Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus said unto him, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Now, this is a, a shouting truth, 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 truth with a capital T. And underline verse number six there, especially the part that says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Okay? If you're in Jesus Christ, and if you're following Jesus Christ, and he's saying that I'm the way, that means that you cannot be taken off course. We need to make sure that we keep our eyes focused on him. With all that's going on in the world today, and we're wondering why, 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 bring our focus back on the Jesus, Jesus and remember that he is the way. And if we're following him, then that means that we cannot get lost. We cannot get lost. We cannot get caught up in the stuff that's going on around us where we descend into worrying and, and, and being so fearful about what's going on around us and what's in the news and whatever else that we're hearing. He is the, he is the way. You can't get lost. He is the truth. If you're in Jesus Christ, that means that you know the truth with a capital T. And there's only one truth. I don't care how people may try to try to twist certain things. Jesus Christ is indeed the truth. And if you know the truth and you're in him and you know the truth, that means you cannot be deceived. You cannot be deceived, okay? He's the way. You won't get lost. He is the truth. You cannot be deceived. And he is the life, okay? If you're in Jesus Christ, according to the word of God, you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You're a new creature in Christ Jesus, and you've been promised salvation. You've been given salvation. That means that you have eternity, a life of eternity with the Lord, okay? Okay? And he is the life. So that means you can't die. You can't die. I'm not talking about the physical death. We all know that. We're all, we are all going to have a physical death. But, 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 but life, real life, extends beyond uh, a life in this physical body that we have that keeps us on this earth. Amen? So we're talking about eternal life, okay? He is the way, he's the truth, and he is the life. No man can come to the Father but by me. And I'm sorry, don't get bent out of shape. Not my words, but the word of God here. Anyway, Jesus Christ is the only way. Okay, there's no other name that you can confess. There's nobody else that you can follow and expect to see and be uh, guided by God the Father, okay, except through Jesus Christ. So it's critical today, if you have not asked Jesus to come into your life, to call out to him, okay, confess all of your sins and prayers in, in prayer to him and just ask him to come into your heart, okay? And, and, it's, and it's easy that there's not a whole lot of ritual involved. It's simply by you believing in your heart, deeper than your spirit, that Jesus Christ is indeed the Son of God, that he is indeed Messiah, believing that in your heart and believing that he can give you salvation and can save you, and you confess his name and call him into your life. It's as simple as that. Amen. Simple as that. But the key is, is of course, you have to believe. Believe. All right? And then you'll see things start to change in your life. You'll see things that were burdensome to you at one time were no longer burdensome because through Jesus Christ now you have access directly to the Father and you can pray to him. Pray to the Father in Jesus' name, which we'll read in Scripture a little bit further down here. Amen. Amen. But right now, he's the way, the truth, and the life. So we don't have to be worried and, and let not our hearts be troubled at what is going on today around us. Verse number seven, continuing here, it says, If you had known me, you would have known my father also. And from henceforth you know him and have seen him. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the father, and it suffices us. In other words, it will be sufficient if you show us the father. Jesus said to him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet has not you known me, Philip? Jesus saying, How long have I been around you, and you don't yet know me? How long has Jesus been in your life? Do you know him? Do you know him? Yeah. Have you gone and have you worked have you worked on a relationship, a personal relationship with Jesus where you know him? How long have you been with him and do you not yet know him? Right. So he's saying to him, how long have you been with me and yet has thou not known me, Philip? 
He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how says thou then, show us the Father? Okay. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Okay. Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwells in me, he doeth the works. Okay. Now Jesus is making a very important, important relationship here. He's letting a relationship be made known. Okay, that he is not doing or saying anything that God the Father did not tell him to say or do. That's an important thing. Jesus Christ always gave the glory and the honor back to the Father. Okay? So we have to realize here that when we are reading Jesus' words and he's giving us instructions and, he, and he's speaking to us about life, Christian life, not religion, he's talking to us about Christian life, that he's speaking on behalf of the Father, that the Father's giving him the words. Okay? So when we read these words here, this is God the Father speaking through Jesus. So let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. When you read these words and you read Jesus speaking his parables and making examples for us to follow, he is following what God the Father is telling him to do and say and how to behave in life. Right? And Jesus is so telling us because God the Father now is speaking to us. God the Father is telling us through these words we're reading here today. God the Father is speaking to us. So let not your heart be troubled. You see, the wonderful thing for us Christians is that um, we see what's happening around us and everything, and we, we tend to, to get to get to get um, upset. You know, I mean, we are human beings, of course, and we hear things and we have to process things in our mind. You know, but then ultimately, you know, our spirit, the spirit that's in us, our spirit needs to take over what our mind is thinking to push out the worries. But let not your heart be troubled, because God the Father is the one that is speaking to you. You have access to God the Father. And I think that is so hard for many Christians for us to understand that we're not in this thing by ourselves. You know, it may seem like you have people that are evil that are out there prospering and they're doing this and, and things are going on and they're having their way, they're getting their, their way. Well, first of all, remember that, that even though someone that is not of God uh, 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 on this earth may seem to be getting away with something, may seem to be getting away with something, they have to face God the Father in the end, okay? And all people here who are doing, committing blatant sins and committing so many blatant crimes, if between now and the Lord comes, if they do not repent and come to know Jesus Christ, God will, God will be their judge. Okay? Okay? So, so, so don't worry about who it seems or appears to be getting away with things in today's world. I mean, we see so many things happening that are so unjust. Whereas you or I, we may be, 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 be uh, you know, be praying about certain things and they're not coming to pass fast enough for us, it seems that sometimes, okay, it may be happening fast enough, it seems for us, okay. So, but don't be comparing your life to someone else's life that is, doesn't know the Lord, or, you know, you know, a non-believer, an unbeliever doesn't know, and they seem to be succeeding in life. Don't worry, don't worry. God will take care of them. It's not for us to worry about. So therefore, let not your heart be troubled. Let me be worrying about them. Amen. And let not your heart be troubled. Okay? Because right? God the Father is the one that is speaking to us through Jesus Christ in these particular scriptures we're reading here. Okay? And then it says here, um, uh, 11, believe, in, believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for my very work's sake. Verily, verily. Remember what I said about when you see verily, verily preceding a scripture here. Here comes a dynamite truth. Okay? Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believes on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. The works that I do, um, 
uh, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Okay, now that that could be having someone sitting back on the hills and saying, "Whoa, what is Jesus saying here? Jesus is saying that I can do the things that Jesus did and greater things than that." Well, yes, Jesus Christ is saying that. We know from scriptures and reading through the scriptures and everything that Jesus Christ said many times, "If if if you say unto this mountain, you know, to to be removed in my name, it shall be done." You know, and we we think that these things are so impossible. And it's because of those impossibilities, that thought of impossibility, that's why things don't happen in our lives, okay? I really believe that we don't see many, many miracles. We don't see more miracles, I should say, because many times we don't believe in miracles, okay? We don't believe in miracles. How many times, and I think every single listener here, every single child of God, Christian listener here, that, that, that has had something in their past that may have seemed to have been an impossible situation, be it a job situation, something dealing with school, something dealing with the neighborhood, or, or at some time when, when your back seemed to really be against the wall, and you cried out to God, and you prayed in the name of Jesus, and you prayed, and that thing came to pass that you were praying for, all right? Okay, okay, okay. That indeed was your miracle. You know, that was your miracle, okay? And maybe at one time you wouldn't have believed that that was possible, but we see things happening in our lives almost on a daily basis. I don't say all the time, but almost on, you know, quite frequently, let me put it like that, that have seemed to be impossible for us, and God has brought us through. And I know that you have to have at least one thing like that happen in your life, where something that was really seen to be impossible, God came through for you, you see? Well, these are the things that Jesus has given us the confidence in saying that he that believes on me, the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Okay, okay. Try laying hands on your child when they're sick. If you believe, try laying hands on your child when they're, when they're sick. And pray for them. Pray for their healing. Okay? And believe in your heart. Believe in your heart. Believe. Okay? Jesus said that. Verily I say, he that believes on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. So there's the key. Asking things in the name of Jesus. We have to remember that. Okay, In and of ourselves, we are no match for the devil. Not, not at all, spiritually speaking. And of course, not, phys not physically speaking and so forth. Okay? Okay? But in the name of Jesus, which he gave us the authority to use, we wield, we wield unthinkable power in the name of Jesus. Okay? So let your heart be troubled about what's going on. You know, you know, we as Christians even need to come together and bind up and pray for the things that are happening in our communities. Things happening in our communities. Pray about those things in the name of Jesus. Rebuke those spirits of darkness that are trying to go out there and, 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 and infiltrate and influence our children. Okay, Pray for the things that are going on in the school board meetings. Amen. Amen. Pray about those things in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So we don't have to let our hearts be troubled because God has given us an authority in Jesus' name here to use Jesus' name okay, to bring to pass those things that are in line with God's word. Okay, in line with God's word. Okay, of course we can't be going to say now in the name of Jesus I'm going to go in and rob that bank. In the name of Jesus, tell her, tell her, you tell her, give me all that money that's in your cash drawer. No, it doesn't work that way. Okay, because these things that we're praying for have to be in line with God's word, in line with God's will. God is not going to give us the authority of Jesus' name to use to commit crimes or do anything else that's wrong that is not in line with His word. Okay, but things that are in line with His word that's going on with our children in our communities in this nation in the world for that matter, we as Christians need to bind together and come in the name of Jesus, come against these things that are happening, okay? Okay, that is the warfare that we have been committed to, okay? 
Okay, and the warfare started, as I've told you in previous sermons, that warfare started when, when uh, Lucifer was cast out of heaven. Okay, so he's been on this earth, starting with Eve, coming against God, trying to steer us away from God. The temptation of Jesus in the wilderness, what was he trying to do, even though he was God? And Satan knew who Jesus was, okay? If thou be the son of God, he kept saying, you know, do this and do that. Bottom line was he wanted Jesus to bow down and worship him. Satan wants you to bow down and worship him, okay? Satan wants this country to bow down and worship him, okay? And his efforts are going out there, man. I'm telling you, there are things going on and, and that, you, that you hear about in terms of, of, of satanic cults that are rising, things they want to do in some of the schools. They, there's a, a satanic group that wants to have a, uh, a satanic after-school club because there are other groups that have those clubs in the schools, and now they've been petitioning, taking it to court, trying to have a, a, a satanic statue erected and so on like that. And that's a whole sermon unto itself. But what I'm saying is that there's a full, a, 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 a full force frontal attack on, on, on God okay? and on us as his children and as Christians. All right? So we have to indeed, indeed believe that we can do anything in the name of Jesus. So we need to bind together. So let your heart be troubled. Let your heart be troubled. Remember who you are in Christ Jesus. Remember the authority that you have been given Okay, and that is the matchless, most powerful name in the universe, and that is in the name of Jesus. Amen? In the name of Jesus. As a matter of fact, in the name of Jesus, I bind up and rebuke right now every single spirit of doubt that would be out there that's hearing this message. In the mighty name of Jesus, I bind up that spirit of worry in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I bind up that spirit of fear because God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray right now that every single spirit of darkness be bound up and cast out and get away from every single listener that is in the, within the sound of my voice in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus. Praise the living God. He goes on to say here in verse number 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. Boom. One statement, one sentence. If you love me, keep my commandments. If you love the Lord, keep his commandments. Okay? Keep his commandments. If you slip and stumble, you readily, speedily run to the Lord and repent of that slip and of that stumble. Repent of it. Blood, the Lord of God, Lord will cleanse you by the blood of the Lamb. The Word of God said He's faithful to forgive. Okay, repent. Okay, if you love me, keep my commandments. Okay, so let not your heart be troubled. That's what we need to make sure we're focusing on. When we start feeling troubled by things that are going on, and we need to stop and think right away. First of all, I have the Lord Jesus, God the Father, hears my prayers, and I have Holy Spirit within me. Remember that I have a direct line. Heavenly Father, what I just heard is troubling me. What I just heard, Heavenly Father, God, it just doesn't make sense. What is going on? In the name of Jesus, Heavenly Father, please talk to me. Speak to me. Okay? Okay? Let not your heart be troubled. You don't have to bear the burden. Okay? Run to Dad. Run to Abba. Run to Abba, Father. Okay? In the name of Jesus, run to him. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. Underline, he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and he shall be in you. Okay, powerful statements right there. I will pray the father, verse number 16, and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. So don't forget, remember here, the question was about Jesus was going. Where are you going? Why are you going? Okay, so Jesus is telling them that even though I go to return the father, Okay, you will not be, be left comfortless. I'm going to give you the comforter. And if you're reading King James here, you'll see that the comforter is a capital C. It's referring to the Holy Spirit. 
referring to the Holy Spirit, I will pray the Father, he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it sees him not, neither knows him. Okay? The world cannot receive the Spirit of truth. The world cannot receive and understand Holy Spirit, because the world simply does not know him. Okay? And that can bear witness to, I mean, some of the things you've heard some people say on TV or maybe even around you in, in, in your day-to-day -day business just does not make so much scriptural sense. It, it, it's, just, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. And then when you start talking to them about spiritual truth, they look at you like, you know, whoa, 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 where is he or she coming from? And you can see when you start speaking spiritual truth to them, it goes right over their heads because they simply don't understand. They, they, they do not know Holy Spirit. They, they, they cannot see Holy Spirit. They cannot hear Holy Spirit when the words of God are being given to them. They just simply cannot grasp it because it's like speaking to someone that is blinded. Okay, okay. Or speaking to someone that is deaf, I should say. Amen, amen, amen. So it says that, you know, neither do they know them, but you know him because he dwells in you and shall be in you. Okay, so you have Holy Spirit in you. You have Holy Spirit in you. All right. So you can understand the spirit of truth. You can understand when Jesus is speaking truth to you. You have the Holy Spirit in you. So when you hear these things that are going on in your world today, around your community, your state, this country, in the world, don't let your heart be troubled and start getting all worried about it. You have the Holy Spirit in you. And you take it into prayer to the Lord and you say, Lord, I just heard this. Holy Spirit will speak to you. And he will, he, he will bring a peace and a calm to you. He will remind you. He will remind you that he is in charge. God is in charge. For we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. We don't walk by the sight of what we're seeing happening around us. We don't, we, don't, we, don't, we don't commence our lives. We don't go through our lives looking at what we're hearing, what we're seeing in the news, online, or wherever it is, or speaking to someone. That, that, does, not, that does not make and shape our real world, our spiritual world. Okay? Okay? Because if we get sucked into that, then we start becoming just like the people that don't know the Lord. We start getting worried. We get bent out of shape. We start running around like chickens with our heads cut off. Right? We, we, just, we, we just lose it. We have to remember that God is indeed in, in charge all right? and not let our hearts be troubled. Okay? And let, let our hearts be troubled. He goes on to say that it shall be in verse 18, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Okay? So we're not in this alone. Any, anything that's troubling, that is troubling, we can find comfort in knowing that God is indeed with us. Verse number 19 says, Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more, but you see me, because I live, you shall also live. Jesus lives, therefore you shall also live. We're talking about spiritual realities here. Okay, okay, okay. This place on earth is, is, is a passing through place, if you will. We are living here. We are vacationing, if you will, here. It's not our final destination. Our final destination is with the Lord. Okay, so while we may see some turbulent times here, we may be going through some turbulent things here. This is not the final destination. Okay, and God, by the way, God, God intends for us to have to have a joyous life while we're here too, not just in heaven. God's intention is for us to have a joyous, a joyful life while we are here on this planet. This is why the word is filled with so many things and given us so many tools, the, 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 um, the armor of God and, and how to use the name of Jesus spoken forth and so forth. That's why God has given us so many things in the scripture here to get us through day-to-day -day living uh, uh, in this quote-unquote vacation place, if you will, that we are passing through that's called life on earth. But our final destination is home with the Father. 
Amen, amen. But while we're here, God's intention is still not for us to be suffering here. We, we will have tribulation. Jesus said you will have tribulation, okay, okay. He didn't say if, he says when. But when you do, these are the things that we can do. And he's given us a whole scripture. The whole Bible is filled with things for us to do and say and how to pray and, and how to bind and how to loose and everything. And God has given us a, a wealth of instructions on how to get through this life while we're here. But God's intention is for you, you to, to benefit, okay. So let not your heart be troubled. If there's trouble right now, you've got to offload that. You've got to take it to the Lord and let the Lord take you to scriptures and reread some of the scriptures maybe we're reading today. But the Holy Spirit will put in your heart what scriptures you need to go to to read and everything that will relieve that trouble that you're feeling in your heart. Amen? Amen. So you don't have to remain troubled. Okay, he says in 18 again, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But you see me because I live, you shall live also. At that day you shall know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. He that hath my commandments and keeps them, and keeps them, he it is that loves me, and he that loves me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him, and will manifest myself to him. You hear that? And will manifest to him, myself to him. You love the Lord, you love Jesus, okay? God will show himself to you, okay? You may not see him physically. I mean, as, you, as you, you're looking at me in this uh, video recording here, but you, will, you shall see him in terms of your spiritual being. You will, you, you will feel and you will know his presence. He will make his presence known to you in your life. He will make his presence known to you if you are going through a troublesome time. Amen. Amen. He will be there. So Jesus has given us so many, so many uh, reassurances here that we don't have to be troubled. We should not be letting our hearts be troubled. Okay, verse 22 says, Judas saith unto him, not Iscariot, Lord, how is it that thou wilt manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? Jesus answered and said unto him, if a man love me, he will keep my words. Simple as that. You love Jesus, you love Jesus, then you got to keep his words. You got to try your darndest to keep his words. Okay, and, and, you know, let's be real about this. You know, it's not always easy. I know that, I know that. We sometimes have to fight on a daily on a daily basis, you know, slipping off the edge, you know, or going someplace or saying something that we should not be saying or doing. You know, yes, it can be a challenge, okay? But we need to make sure that we are trying our darndest to keep his words. We have to make sure we keep his words. He that loved me, uh, if a man loved me, he would keep my words, and my father will love him and will come and make and make our abode with him. Okay? Verse 24, he that loves me not, it is not my sayings. That's what's wrong with the world. That's what's wrong with the world. The world does not love Jesus. This is the beginning, that very first scripture that we read there, uh, uh, there you know, that came out of us to say, if you will return unto me, I will heal the land. Well, our, lead, our land needs healing. It needs healing because of the fact there are so many people that do not love the Lord. He that loved me not keeps not my sayings, okay? And the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father which sent me. So in other Jesus is saying that he who loves me not doesn't keep my sayings, okay? And this is not me saying it. This is what God the Father is saying. He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings, all right? And we can see that. There are so many people out there today that claim they're Christian, claim they're Christian, you know, so that, that yes, still they're going forth and they're, and they're, they're, they're supporting abortion, okay? And I'll be honest with you, and, and I hope this doesn't turn you off against Genesis 1, but obviously we are pro-life here. We are not for abortion. Okay, nowhere in the Bible say that it's a woman's right to take a life, especially a baby's life when children are so important to God. Jesus, Jesus says, suffer little children, come unto me. 
anything. But there are so many out there today that are claiming they're Christians, yet still they're supporting abortion. And they're trying to twist the words. Actually, I've heard someone try to twist the word of God. I don't have time to get into the whole the whole situation there. But try to twist the word of, word of God to make it show that the Bible supported that it was okay, that I can be a Christian, I can be called a Christian and still support abortion. And that, that is not so. That is not so. God does not support the killing and taking of, of, of life, especially a baby's life. No way. No way. So if, you're, if you are a child of God and if you are of a pro-choice position or you're think, leaning in that direction, I'm sorry, but I must say to you, you really need to pray about where you are in the Lord. You really need to pray about that because I do not see how any Christian can actively support abortion. Okay, we have to love life the way God loves life. Amen, 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 amen. So I said, he that loves me not keeps not my saying. That's the problem. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. So in other words, God the Father is saying this. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you, while I'm still here. This is what I'm saying to you. These things I, that I've spoken, being yet present with you. But the Comforter, verse 26, the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I've said to you. Okay? So he's saying that God would send the Holy Spirit. Okay? And as we know in the second chapter of Acts, that's exactly what did happen there. You know, they were they were in the upper room praying and said the Holy Spirit lit upon them like cloven tongues and so forth like that. Like like cloven like fire, you know, and they started speaking in tongues. But um he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. That's the important thing for us to remember. We have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit teaches us all things and brings to remembrance what the Word of God is saying. Okay? Okay? The Holy Spirit is the teacher. The Word of God gives us the written Word here. I, as a preacher, I give the words to you and everything. But the Holy Spirit is the one that really brings you understanding of what's being said. Okay? The Holy Spirit is the one that gives you revelation, insights, and knowledge into things that are being said. The Holy Spirit is the one that is in you when you hear that liar on TV or in a, in a written word or newspaper or whatever online that is saying things that are counter to the word of God. It is the Holy Spirit that is in you that lets you see that that word is far from being true. It's far from being true. The Holy Spirit will, will reveal things to you and the Holy Spirit will bring back to your remembrance as it says. He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. The Holy Spirit will bring back to you the word of God, the words that Jesus has said at those particular times. So let not your heart be troubled. Okay? Okay? You go through life prayerfully and knowing that Holy Spirit is there to guide you, to comfort you in these, these turbulent times that we have. Okay? He will teach you and he will guide you. You know, and that's the most beautiful thing because there, you know, when you really start getting getting into that, I don't know how to put it any other way, but when you start really intensifying your Christian walk with the Lord and growing in it, you will see and you will hear things coming out of the mouths of people. Mouth, a person that is standing in front of you, a person that you may see online or on a, on a, a video or on, on a TV broadcast, you will look at that person's eyes and it's really, it's really something. You'll be looking at in that person's eyes and you will see and you'll feel in your spirit. That's not true. That's not true. Look at their eyes. You know, if you heard the expression, the eyes are the window to the soul, look at their eyes. You can see many, many times, you can see Holy Spirit will give you revelation, knowledge, and insights into when someone is just telling a blatant lie. And obviously, if it's not in line with the Word of God, Holy Spirit will certainly, certainly quicken in your spirit. Ah, that's not true. That's not in line with the Word of God. Not at all. It's not in line with the Word of God. It says that He will teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Jesus' words. So let not your heart be troubled. You've got a comforter in you 
Peace I leave with you, 27. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives, not the worldly kind of peace give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. There it is again. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Right? So don't worry about what's going on around you. You know. And if you're living in one of the cities where some of this senseless crime is going on, I mean, I was reading today where another woman was attacked in broad daylight. There was a, a, a stabbing in broad daylight. A total stranger just stabbed by in broad You know, and if you're living in one, in one of those cities where the, the crime is indeed very, 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 very high, and, and it's almost all over the country, I mean, so many states in the, in, the, in the United States, maybe overseas and other foreign countries also, foreign to the USA, I mean, around the world, then I urge, really, really urge you to pray in the name of Jesus when you go out. That's all. Pray. 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 Ask the Lord to encamp his ministering angels around about you to keep you safe from harm, seen and unseen, every single time that you go out. I mean, I pray that every time I go out. I pray that every time I go out. I pray for a parking space. I, I pray for getting through the gas station quickly because I hate waiting in the gas station. Amen. Amen. But I pray for getting me in and out of there. Okay, I pray that I'm going to the store looking for a particular item. You know, ask the Lord to just be where he is with you. Just, but just acknowledge that fact and just pray, Heavenly Father, please encamp your angels round about me to keep me safe from harm, seen and unseen. Okay, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Don't be afraid to go through life because you're not going through this life by yourself. You have heard, verse 28, you have heard how I said unto you, I go away and, and come again unto you. If you love me, you would rejoice because I said I go unto the Father, for my Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it come to pass that when it come to pass, you might believe. Hereafter, I will not talk much with you, for the prince of this world comes and has nothing in me. He's referring to the devil here. The prince of this world comes and has nothing in, nothing in me. Okay, he's, he's talking about the world, yeah, the devil. And the devil is indeed in the world today. You can see that by, by what's going on. Okay, okay. What is behind the things, the evil things that we see happening? Don't scratch your head and start shaking and, and, and worrying and wondering this. And yes, we have all sorts of political things, elections and so forth coming. But the real enemy that is out there is, is the devil. And he is espousing his ways on the world. He's trying to push his ways on the world and trying to, to, to negate Okay, and nullify and push out the word of God. That is what is going on. That's why you're seeing an increase in crime. That's why you're seeing an increase in some of the ridiculous things they're trying to teach our children. That's why you're seeing so many perverse things entering in, into our society that is far, far more, far worse than what I saw coming up through the 60s and the 70s there. Okay, you know, even with the rioting and things that took place back then, it's nothing compared to what's happening today. Because they, even, even then there was a so-called cause, so to speak. I'm not saying it was a right cause or a wrong because I'm just saying there was a so-called cause. These are random, senseless acts of violence and perverse acts that are taking place out there that is unlike it was before. And many people around you, and you probably feel and see it yourself, what is going on? This is craziness. This is craziness. Well, it's not as crazy as you think, saints of God. I'm telling you, it's not as crazy as you think. It's an orchestrated, very, very devious plan of Satan here to, 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 to overthrow mankind, if you will, and to bring people in, down his path as much as possible. And that's what we see happening going on. So we need to not let our hearts be troubled, but to stay in prayer. To stay in constant prayer, we, the body of Christ, we need to wake up and really see the writing on the wall and see what's happening here. Okay, Hereafter, I will not talk much with you, for the prince of this world comes and has nothing in me, but that the world may know that I love the Father, and as the Father gave me commandment, even so I do. Arise, let us go hence. Arise, let us go hence. Okay, 
And so we see there what the Lord is saying there. His, that, that, that scripture there, that, that let not your heart be troubled, 27. It starts out by saying, let not your heart be troubled. Then it closes out in verse 27 here. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Amen, amen. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And the things that you see happening to here today, and don't be afraid to discuss things openly and honestly and scripturally with people because what we are seeing here uh, 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 gives, us, gives us direction for prayer. Okay? It gives us insights on what we need to pray for and how we need to pray. All right. So don't be like some or some that I know. And even unfortunately, there are even some Christians here. Oh, I don't listen to the news. I don't listen to that channel. I don't go there. I don't read. I don't know. You need to know what's going on because that helps us to be informed. It helps us to know how to pray and how to direct our prayer. You know, we should be as specific as possible when we're praying to God. Okay. Okay. If you have to, you don't know a whole lot about something, it's okay to pray in a generality, but it's okay for you to, important for you to, to, to speak to God specifically about something that is troubling you, okay? So that that thing no longer is a trouble to you. Do not be afraid. Let not your heart be troubled. God is with us. God is on the case. God is indeed in charge. And remember that this time that we're here on earth, it's a passing through journey until we get to be with the Father, which is our end game, which is where we go into eternity, okay? okay? So God wants us to enjoy this life while we're here too, okay? Not just wait for eternity. God wants us to enjoy this life while we're here. So we just have to just make sure that we, we just hunker down, keep his word, listen to the word of God, use Holy Spirit, let Holy Spirit guide us, okay? And it will eliminate all your affairs. Amen. Praise God. Let not your heart be troubled. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you so much for this time that we've had with you, Lord God. And now we, we just simply pray, oh Lord God, let us remember these words, keep these words deeply rooted in our spirit so that we do not forget them as we read about things in the news or TV or wherever we may hear things. Let our hearts not be troubled, oh Lord God. Let us remember these words we've heard here today. Lord God, we know that you are very much in charge. We ask that your perfect peace will just descend upon us and dwell with us and in us at all times, O oh Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Show us your way. Open our eyes and ears and heart, O oh Lord God, to see and hear and understand your word every single step of the day, O oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. We praise you, Lord God. We magnify thy most glorious name in the master's name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God, praise God. If this message was a blessing, why don't you pass on the link? It can be reached at www.genesis1.sermon.net, www.genesis1.sermon.net. Uh, we're also on YouTube, Genesis One Christian Ministries. Uh, we still have apps for, um, for Apple and for Android devices. And you can download, by the way, these sermons can be downloaded online or through the app, uh, the audio and, of course, the video, audio only and, of course, the video. Uh, free apps, no, no, no charge uh, and so on. And uh, uh, the, the, the game here is this plan is to just to try to get the message out to the entire world as much as possible. So if the message has been a blessing, pass on the links on, on how, how to reach us. Amen. If you click on that subscribe, subscribe button, by the way, on the uh, genesis1.sermon.net uh, webpage, you click on that subscribe button, you'll be notified when these uh, sermons are available automatically. Okay? Praise God. Praise God. Go forth and be blessed. And remember, let not your heart be troubled. And remember that Jesus is Lord. And I sing praises to you.